This isn't a D&D podcast. Uh, not really. It's only, allegedly, a D&D podcast. This isn't a group of seasoned tabletop battle veterans. No. This is a group of disaster humans out to roll bones, make questionable jokes, and possibly, if they're lucky, find some kind of story along the way. And they're guided gently by me, a sentient dumpster fire. We just wanted to be extremely clear about what y'all are getting yourselves into. That being said, welcome to Horizons Point, you goddamn nerds. Let's get weird. Citizens! Welcome to Horizons Point, an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Allegedly! Allegedly. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that was either. I've already lost. Uh, I, uh, I, I don't even know what accent that was supposed to be, so I can't it, even tell you. It, so for it, all we know, I did it right. It sounded <laughs> like a combination between traditional horror fortune teller and traditional Transylvanian in horror. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I assume this is now our Halloween episode. Oh no. Yeah. Happy August. It's Halloween. Um, look, <laughs> I mean, according to my friends, it's Halloween already. It's been Halloween for two months. Spooky, um, scary. Nope. 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 <laughs> Hi, I'm Ashley. My pronouns are she, her, and I am your DM. And today, DM stands for your dingy martini. Don't. Why wasn't it a dirty martini? Like there's a DM that exists in the world of martinis. Sure, sure. A a dirty martini is something that you would want to drink, probably. A dingy martini. Let's just say that what's giving its color, it's not the olive juice. So like, you don't want to. You probably shouldn't. It's it's a martini made with hot dog water instead of olive juice. Hi everybody, I'm Adam. Hi Adam. They them. I play Jenny. Also they them. Live to Jen. Bring the change. Let them all think you're deranged. Live to Jen till they break. Till they all bake you a cake. <laughs> Then one day, blow them all away, I'm not scared of them, let them try to cage me in, live to gin. (laughs) Sometimes you have a song ready for about a week and a half and then Paul Stanley just gets a hold of your heart. He's done that to most Americans that I know of. Paul Stanley getting a hold of your heart. I'm Caroline, she, her, playing Eva Donahue McKay. Also she, her, practicing polyamory in paradise. <gasps> Yay! Two hands. Two hands. Two hands. Two hands. Two hands. Two hands. I like that crab I don't know why we're all doing crab claws. <laughs> yeah. That's... So my name is Mike. Um, <laughs> Hi, Mike. I am on this podcast. Um, Welcome. Briefly, briefly at the very least until I get replaced. With host. By someone who's less male than me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he, him. You gotta have one diversity hire. <laughs> um, I play Orion. He, him. Um, also awkward. Um, <laughs> not sure what to do with his feelings. Um, Charlie's also not sure what to do with his feelings. Or their feelings. Yeah, any, any feelings, really. <laughs> Neither of them know what to do with either. People have feelings. There's people having feelings around each other, but they're not sure how to meld those feelings together. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we'll find out, or we'll just go kill something. Mike, are you drinking a Are you drinking a Mike's hard lemonade? <laughs> are you drinking like, your a, own hard it's lemonade? It's a fever tree ginger beer. Mm. Oh, that sounds delicious. It's spicy. Speaking of spicy, speaking of spicy, <laughs> I'm Paige. <laughs> The spiciest member the of the podcast. The spiciest <laughs> member of the podcast. That is, that is definitively a lie. That is definitively untrue. I want to know who the spiciest member of the podcast is, though, because I thought it was Paige, I think, too. Am, am I? Did me. I not know? Was it one of those things like... I think you're the spicy. I think I'm you've been elected. Without, I've been elected. You've been elected to Spice Lord. <laughs> the people have the spice spoken. must flow. I am... <laughs> I've never I, read Dune. I haven't either. I'm vaguely, and I was like, spice like Star Wars spice. Uh, yes, like Star Wars. Star Wars spice. spice. My my pronouns are uh, paprika, chili powder, cardamom, cardamom. I don't know. Uh, I play. I play the B B squared. Be cubed, cubed at this point. Be cubed. Yeah, no, you're right. Be cubed. Uh, pronouns she her all around. Uh, Braithidian has seemed out of reach, but hey, shit gets real at the beach. Back up the hill, we've got a strike team to kill, but for now, Braith's enjoying the peace. Oh. It, it wasn't a good one today because I it's don't have a beautiful. brain, but it was cute. It's whatever. If you don't have a brain, you can fill that space up with anything you want. You can put, put cheese sand. in there. You can put sand in there. You put wasps in there and then just unleash them. I would like to put a recap in there. Would you like to put a recap in there? I'd like yes, to put a recap in I, there. I, I could maybe help fill up your brain space with a recap if you Ooh, guys are into jam that. Jam that recap right in my brain space. Um, I hate it. Jam it in me, Dan. Um, no. No? The recap is just basically beach. <laughs> Mike did it. That's the whole recap, guys. We, did, we did it, lads. We did some things. Um, let's. I'll tell you about some of the things that you did. Much to the relief of the emotionally exhausted and somewhat ill actual humans behind the characters on this podcast, you all had yourselves a lovely anime-style fanservice beach episode. Fallon Avalath asked you all to think about your stake in the fight against Liber Aula and decide if you were truly willing to engage in it. She then reminded the group that however the battle had come to the point and Mizan initially, a civilization of conquerors was always kind of going to expand and keep on conquering, so eventually this was going to be everyone's problem at some point. Cool. Braith and Gideon received boxes of their old stuff from previous life, and Braith retrieved several interesting personal effects. A sword, a decorative wooden chalice with a blue jewel set into it, and a simple locket. Gids proved that keeping his promise to stop being shitty to Braith was easier said than done, which Eva called him on. Braith gave the chalice to Jenny, revealing that it had actually been stolen from Eliza Duke. Hidden within the decorative carvings, Jenny discovered a message written in Primordial. Forget not the woman you came from, she informs the woman you are. Love, Papa. After confirming that Eliza never had fucked up light bulb eyes, Jenny also decided to read the very haunted book, just for fun. And in a delightful reveal that I've been waiting for y'all to land on for months, Jenny suffered neither the benefits nor the drawbacks of reading the book. They just read a book. Boring. Braith also had a conversation with Fallon about her brain ghosts and how to combine them all, though Fallon's response indicated that she might have thought they were being a little bit more metaphorical than they were actually being. They were having two different conversations, baby oops. Aoife steeled herself to finally have a conversation with Callum and Mary Constance about the benefits of ethical non-monogamy and whether or not that might actually be a thing that they could do. They agreed to give it a shot, and we finally got a Strong Girl Summer Makeout session. On the beach, even! Yay! Yeah. Hey, give them what they p- want! Give the people what they want! Are we I the mean, people? By people, I mean everybody that's on this podcast. Yes, yeah, we are yeah. the people. I mean, 
It is in the fucking uh, constitution. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, make out on the have beach. two hands and make out on the beach. <laughs> uh, speaking of beach makeouts. Jenny and Penny Jane do that literally everywhere. <laughs> I finally, right? Gids and Braith had a tough conversation that led to a moment that maybe possibly could have been classified as romantic, maybe, possibly, who knows? Meanwhile, Charlie and Orion did bar alchemy, and absolutely no pining or furtive glances at each other took place at any point. Nope. Not a one. Not a one. Not at all. They just don't know what to do with those feelings, you know? Yeah, what feelings, even? Who, put them in a bottle. Tra- Chain all them into your hands. Put them, put them in a bottle, toss the bottle into the ocean. Need sanitizer. <laughs> so yeah, that is that is where we are now, essentially. You guys uh, are, are all sort of gathered, like, ankle deep in the in the ocean, sort of staring up at the night sky together. We're all shirtless standing in the water. <laughs> We're all shirtless Everyone. standing in the water. Um, some Or some of you, like Charlie, probably have put on more layers. Charlie's just been picking up all the shirts we've taken off and putting them on top of <laughs> So you're all you're all just sort of uh standing standing ankle deep in the water, staring up at the night sky. Um and things are starting to wind down in the community of Mizan. Folks are heading into their their uh homes for the night. And at some point Ant Fallon second, uh he he you sort of hear the splash of him kind of wading into the water behind you guys. And he says, um so I think we've got enough uh, places set up for everybody. Um, I think a couple of you are going to have to bunk up. We just don't have that many free houses. Um, but if you don't mind, do yeah, go to a house. Or you're okay. Yeah, well, we can go through to a house. Okay. okay. Ginny that's, raises that's... a hand and asks, who's our third? <laughs> I mean, <Cosmo>. that's... <laughs> you know <It's> what? <laughs> I think we can make this work. Cosmo is also in the water, but he's using uh, rocket boots on his feet to float above it so that he doesn't get his feet wet. All right, everybody. Everybody heard it. Everybody heard it. Cosmo has rocket boots. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. <laughs> Cosmo has rocket boots. It's non-canonical. I'm joking. The trip back up is going to be way easier than it was down. I forgot about the rocket boots. How could I possibly forget that I installed those? My goodness. He's got confetti cannons on his feet as well, so they're just shooting straight downwards, so there's just a steady stream of confetti pushing him about three inches into the air. That's just absolutely ruining the environment. environment. That cannot be good for the environment. None of this is true. This is all funny. That that there are rocket boots for real. There are no rocket boots. Mm, There are now. You said it. There are no rocket boots. The DM said there's rocket boots. (laughs) I... Heard it. The audience heard it. Paige, keep it in. Oh, I'm cutting Paige, out the part cut where she says don't. Paige, cut <laughs> it. You're not my mom. Paige is going to put together, like, like Freddie, it's fine. Paige. <laughs> <laughs> I got the power. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, I want to so, change our, like, third episode now. No. <laughs> so, um... So yeah, Aunt Aunt uh, sort of is going to let you guys split up the ideas that you guys will sort of go go to to a house, and all of these cabins are, um, they're they're very simple. Um, so every all of your all of your basic needs are met, but they're certainly not fancy. So who would you guys like to bunk up with? She said with the smuggest 
fucking smile, the smuggest little fucking smile as she crafts this dating sim. This is, I was just going to say, like, this is just turned into a dating simulator. Just now? Just now? It's just now. Just Just a simple. We finished the arc. (laughs) I need you to stop being really salty that I'm just further along in the dating sim than you are. Hey, our path is different. That's all it is. Jenny shrugs, hearing that three to a room is fine, and grabs Penny's hand and Mallory's hand. (laughs) Fine. And Mallory's like, okay. I mean, this isn't like a weird sex thing, right? Jenny and Penny Jane look at each other for a second and then back at her. I mean, does it have to be a weird sex thing? Could it be a normal? Does it doesn't have to be a sex thing at I don't all. Think it, it, could. it could it just could just be hanging out. Like you could play cards or truth or dare, but like Yeah, a, truth or dare, no, truth like or PG, dare, PG, truth PG, or dare. PG, 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 PG. No. You know there's a game that we played in the edge called Spin the Bottle. <laughs> Let's spin the bottle. Let's do all of this. Eva is already walking off to her hut with Mary Constance account with Don't bother me. <laughs> Rick's gonna kinda lean back towards Gideon and be like she's I mean technically she's like t- like 218 now but it's just she's still a teen she's just oh, I really so don't weird. think they're gonna have anything to worry about I I think she's gonna be okay okay I I think we're less likely to do things if knife girl's in the room with us <laughs> Mallory maybe you should go to a different place I am feeling weirdly wanted and also not wanted and this is um did you talk to the moms <laughs> Eva breaks from the group and drags her back to the Eva moms sprints back no! all the way across the beach to be you're like, not even the same mom yeah, like, I don't even know these moms drags her off to the moms and it's like my moms spe- are dead you're spending the night with the moms join the club no! join the club uh. yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eva just throws her in the mom hut <laughs> Wraith high fives Orion. <laughs> yes. Wraith low fives Orion. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so I, I think the question is how how many how many ant how many how many how many hots total did we have? Ginny is now saying deadpan to the four of them. Oh no, there's only room for four more people in two more huts. And they oh, were roommates. Dang it. Oh my god, they were roommates. And there's only one bed. <laughs> and Ant goes, no, there's there's two beds. Orion's gonna Orion's just gonna like pull pull B B cubed aside here. <laughs> I don't I honestly don't remember who's in charge right now. It's it's just Braith. Okay. If it lessens the confusion for everyone, Braith version, like original, OG Braith is never truly like in charge. She just colors everything. She does, because Braith, the, the Braith you know has sort of absorbed a lot of old original Braith, but it's not like a full separate person. Mm. Brenna can take over, but it's only either Brenna or Braith with the memories of old Braith. OG, OG. OG, OG, OG Braith. OG, B. Braith Prime. OG, B. Braith Prime, yeah. Bob. You down with OG, B? Yeah, you know me. Come come with me, Bob. (laughs) Oh, okay. Thank you. That's very strange. Just a moment. Just a moment. Hey, um, listen. There's some awkwardness. Oh, yes. Yes. You, you picked um, up on that too, huh? Oh, yes. I think in both of our, our categories mm-hmm. here, we're having some um, yes. some not sure what to do in the moment here. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, let's just talk about this. Let's plan. If we, yes, yes, like, I feel like it, maybe the, I would say the less awkward, like the least awkward situation is maybe if we bunk and then Gideon and Charlie bunk. But at the same time, like, you know, maybe, maybe we think about like opening up, a, opening up some doors, you know? You, you, 
You want to open up, you want to open up doors. I'm just... Maybe, potentially, you want to leave the room for doors like, to be opened. Let's, like, we physically are, are headed, are on a beach and have gone on great adventures. Maybe we let our, our inner selves go to the beach, if you will. Jenny, they're ruining everything. Or are they gonna hook up? I can't tell. Braith gets the biggest stupid grin on her face. Just like, no, I think, I think that you and Charlie should probably bunk up. Yes, um, I was just, I wanted to make sure okay, that you were, were okay with your situation. Oh no, we'll, we'll figure this out. This is, this is very old hat at this point. We'll be fine. Good, wonderful. But I think you and Charlie should... Open doors. Open Let's doors, maybe open some doors. Yes, if you're comfortable, gonna... if they're comfortable and all those things. But I think that- We're doing a beach thing, doing you know? A beach, Let's... Doing a beach thing, go to the beach. Just we're vibe, thing, just yes. vibe. We're vibing at the yes. beach. Um, excellent. Um, We've decided since it's a little awkward and we're, we're all bad at making decisions here that yes. we'll just stick with the rooming assignments from the duck because that's the simplest thing to do. And I guess that means, well, I guess that means that, uh, Charlie, you would be going with, uh, Orion then in seems, that case. Just seems easiest, it seems easiest thing to do. Easiest yep. thing to do. Yep. G Gideon and Charlie have been talking and Gideon turns around and says, oh, Charlie and I were just going to bunk. Eva starts stalking over to Gideon. <laughs> Charlie, if that's what you want to do, Charlie, I we can. That's fine. I just be nice, you know. Just no, Ginny's already got Gideon by the scruff of the Ow. neck and says, "The hell oh, you God, are!" Why is everyone being so rude to me? You're part of the God I'm, Squad. You're a problem now. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I was trying. He looks at you, Braith. I was trying to help. And you're doing a great job of that. But I, uh, um, something. Uh, some of our goods got mixed up. In, in our boxes, and, and, and I know we, we fixed most of that, but I found a couple of other things and I wanted to make sure that you wanted them or not before I threw them away. And you know, when if Charlie's gonna go ahead and go to sleep, then you know you don't want to bust in after that and wake them Jenny up. Jenny just shoves Gideon into the hut and says, yeah, make sure her box is fine. Oh, <laughs> As you are talking, Braith, you see Gideon sort of like looks over the top of your head and kind of you see his, he rolled an 18 on the die. You see Gideon's eyes sort of travel like from Charlie to Orion and you see he is not like actually listening to anything that you're saying. And you see like the corner of his mouth just quirk up a little bit and he goes, oh, okay, yeah, I think that's a... Uh... Yeah, let me let me just check and make sure that we've got everything sorted out. You two are gonna be okay then? Yes. Um Yes, yeah, so we me and me and Charlie have known each other for so long. Like forever. Like forever at this point. Yes. Totally. Like it's I'm not the same I mean, like at the uh, it's not like it's even the first time that we I mean at the you you had you probably don't remember that. You were very drunk, but we did you uh it was you threw up a lot. Sorry about that. Um yeah, so, uh, I, no, I, I didn't mean to I'm so sorry. Time. God, no, I didn't mean to make that sound like I was accusing you of anything or totally. made, like that was a problem. Absolutely. We'll have a nice night. We'll have a nice night. Yep. Yeah. Aoife has gone back to her hut, but she is going to cast a message to Gideon. Okay. And she's going to say, I swear to God, if you try to cock block me again, trying to prevent you cock blocking somebody else, I will end you. <laughs> you get back. Be careful who you're swearing to. <laughs> you're out of the window. Constantine's supposed to be the one that likes that, not you. Uh, Nate is such a dick and I love him. Ginny <laughs> on the way into their hut is going to slip Braith a small note on a water-worn headshot. Um, <laughs> it is soggy. Essentially, should you have a uniform from back in the day you have no connection to, I would pay handsomely. I'll see what I can... 
do and she's kind of like trying to gently ring out the headshots. I also just realized I don't have pockets in my swimsuit. It's the Borat thong. <laughs> where did you I don't know where, where that you, was where did you stored. Pull it from? Where did you listen, pull it from, Jenny? listen, Jenny is a person of many talents. <laughs> and that's all we need to know about that. Did you say Jenny was my a own person of, of many pockets? I mean, is that what you said? Bag. Because there was coughing, so I didn't hear it. But did you say Ginny is a person I, of many pockets? I said they're a person of many talents, that's, that's but one of their better. talents could be having pockets. Who knows? <laughs> Speaking of pockets, your your cloak needs to eat, right? Oh no! <laughs> oh, that's a mood killer. <laughs> also, I think I still have a level of exhaustion. Oh yeah, you did. Ugh. That's also a mood killer. Yeah. So everyone, uh, everyone sort of splits off into their assigned houses. Do you, do you guys want to do anything before you go to bed? Nothing that I should say out loud on the podcast. Nothing that we're not fading the black about on the Yeah, what, what, whatever she's comfortable with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I genuinely don't know where that needle falls, so. Oh, um, same, same. the needle's off the fucking chart. You all wake up and the the house is blown down. The limit does not exist. Um, Does she actually know what this is going to be like? No, she sure as hell doesn't. Um, But she is, she's, she's like, so. I, I, I I actually feel like this question was less for the two of our huts. (laughs) I kind of figured I knew what was going to happen in your huts. But, you know, we'll say, Jenny, we'll, we'll say the lights fade to black in two of the huts. But, you know, we can also assume that in, in the three person hut, before anything happens, there is a, a conversation where everyone's, everyone's needs and limits and reservations and whatnot are discussed and everybody lays down what they are comfortable with and they communicate like people. Mm-hmm. That is in the other hut, we just figure it out in the moment. <laughs> in your in your hut, I think very little talking happens. Yeah. Um, From beachside, it sounds like something wants out of this hut. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this are they hut okay sounds in there? fucking possessed. <laughs> Yeah, from beachside, you just hear very intent murmuring from Eva's hut for a while. Yeah, and then hear... noises that you don't want to identify. Yeah, for you hear like the dichotomy in the in the in the beginning between the two huts is, and then you hear like crashing, you hear a cat yowling, pinball sirens somehow. Yeah, you hear you hear vavuzela. It's a lot. So, Orion and Arbraith, what do you guys want to do? There would be, uh, me and Charlie are going to have a conversation, probably. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Paige is just dancing. I'm just so excited. I, I ship it. I guess that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be a long conversation. I think they're probably going to be doing, like, other things before they just go to bed, but. I get the feeling that they're both, like, unpacking stuff or, like, setting the room up in a different way or even doing, like, I feel like they've spent enough time together and have had like nights working together that they have a like a pretty decent routine of like here's tea here's some like cards or something just like a game to pass the time until like we're ready to go to bed I would agree Charlie Mm -hmm. listen um I I want to just kind of address a few things here if we can I feel like we've been just kind of circling around this conversation for a while um we've known each other for a very long time very long time Uh Um, i i feel like we've both felt uh maybe a stronger connection as of late um 
I'm not very used to this. I know you're not very used to this either. Um, <laughs> and I would say, you know, in the past, I've been very one-track-minded with with my career and, and moving towards the things I've been trying to accomplish. But I don't know. I mean, uh, ever since I've joined this this group of people and met all these folks and had all these wonderful... You know, realizations of the places that we've come from. I'm, I'm kind of trying to explore other aspects of life, I suppose. So, Charlie, I really I care about you a lot. Um, you know, we've been friends for a long time, but I, I, th I think that I'm caring about you more and more every day in in a way that is is a little bit more involved than just friendship. So. I'm not really sure where you're standing on things, but I just wanted to make it known where I'm at with things. Breathe. Take it. <gasps> Thank you. <coughs> All told, I think we're well suited for each other. I, I tell you to breathe when you need to breathe. Thank you for yes. telling me that. Um, yes. I, uh, um, they, they, you, you see, like they're, they're very, very, they're very white face. Um, there's bright red just creeping up from the neck all the way up to their forehead until they look vaguely, vaguely tomato colored, tomato colored, if you will. And they make some very strangled sounding noises for a few seconds before they, they clear their throat and kind of, you know, un, 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 loosen up their bow tie a little bit and uh, clear their throat. Uh, I, um, I've never. Um, done, done this before. Neither have uh, I. Yes. Had this, but you're very like. You seem very like cool about it, um, and I am not cool about anything, ever. Least of all this, I can, I have I I really 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 care about you, and I have for a really really long time, and I can't. You're my best friend. I don't have many friends. I am kind of difficult to deal with sometimes because I need a lot of um, everything. And I don't want to do this wrong and mess that up. Uh, so I uh, don't know what to do about that. But you said this is this is the thing that th I am putting this here for me to say. And you said that and that was great. And I really appreciated that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you I, for that. I, I appreciated I, that. I take um, Charlie's hand. Dear Charlie, my sweet Charlie, listen, we've been taking care of each other for years. That does not change. What changes is that we're simply being honest with ourselves and that we can go and into the unknown from there together and continue taking care of each other. I I want to I want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do we shake hands? <laughs> do we have to? Do we? Do we shake on? Is it like a deal? Do we shake on? I think we can dive into the unknown right now. And Orion uh, uh, gives Charlie a kiss. <laughs> yeah! And then pulls out the contract for, for <laughs> work relationships. You quit! Who is the HR you have to turn that into? Cosmo. Cosmo. <laughs> Charlie's ecstatic. Like, you know them well enough to know. Uh, you, f you feel them relax for a second. Like, 
they've been holding on to this for a very, very long time. And for maybe the first time in a very long time, for a few seconds, they're still as they give you a little kiss back. And, and then they <laughs> and then they take the and then they take the contract and start reading it over and it's like okay so this is is this just boilerplate too or? all boilerplate absolutely <laughs> okay great great yes. <laughs> sign it at the end nerds in love and then Orion just asks take your tea the usual way and then, oh, uh, and then it just fades to black <laughs> everybody else is hooking up they skipped straight to married for twelve years <laughs> it wasn't gonna happen any other way honestly yeah. mood true. true. So, uh, uh, Braith, you and you and Gideon sort of shut yourselves up in in your little cabin, and he uh, kind of doesn't make eye contact with you for a little bit. So, I I, I know you know this. Um, I didn't actually have any other things. I just I kind of assumed. To, you know, I trying to play matchmaker. It's been a long time coming. I I think you did. I think you did a good thing. I just want to make sure I can go sleep on the beach. That's unless you want to. I mean, I always want to go sleep on the beach, but Should you know, just go sleep on the beach. I. So he 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 kind of laughs. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I always want to go sleep on the beach, but let's. Uh, I don't fully know what we might see out there tonight. Feels like a weirdly charged kind of energy. So if you want to stay in here where there are walls. You know, that's and, a you fair know, point. Some of the noises that have sort of been drifting in from the outside, I mean. Some of them, I don't know what you'd be doing to make those. Isn't it? I mean, it's. Like he hasn't heard that from his oh, sister or bassist. Oh, I'm, I'm extremely. Or from Constantine. <laughs> <laughs> They both just stare into the middle distance for a few seconds. Mm. Mm. No, but I, I mean, it's good that everyone seems to have, uh, you know, found some peace, I think. Which place but does that to people? That's why I was so insistent on getting everyone down here. Though I'm sorry for that, too. I suppose I need to stop being so insistent about things with people. Right, that's going to happen. I can try. Sure, we can all try. Um... I can try to do better. We'll see if that actually happens. You will. He uh, he looks at you for like a long couple of seconds and he reaches out and sort of hooks his finger through the locket that you have put back on and kind of flicks it. Where in that again are you? I only took it off when I died. So yes. The, the, he, he looks like he wants to say something to that and the expression on his face is vaguely shocked maybe like he wasn't quite expecting that i know i said it in anger before but i really did mean it that a lot happened after you were gone and uh there wasn't a day that i didn't wish you were there for it so this was the piece of you that i got to carry forward and that is where we tried to go with mixed success, forward. What is it? I, uh, I know what I've been doing isn't fair. And even knowing something logically doesn't necessarily mean that it transfers to the rest of you or that your behavior is gonna be the status quo 
of you know really believing that that's true so i can know i mean clearly just watching you and con joke with each other like that it's laughing i didn't leave you like that no you have clearly changed again as people maybe this time of your own volition so yeah maybe i've i've been blaming both of you for things that happened that really weren't your fault at the time but um i wanted it to be because it made it easier to be mad and it's not a good way to feel i don't do well as an angry person I don't really know what I mean by saying all this other than I'm probably going to fuck up and still be angry. Welcome to the club. He he kind of looks out the window like he's looking out at the beach and he goes, if I still say angry, at least I've got somewhere to turn it that's constructive. I'm looking forward to being able to do something about that. I think that's the next step for sure. So keep that anger. Because we have a lot to direct it towards. I'm going to do my best to keep it where it belongs. It's also unfair for me to try to say, hey, it's been two days. Figure it out with all of this. Because it's a lot. And I know it is. And maybe it's because there are two of us up here made it easier. Because there's one of us that has taken to this quite quickly. And the other who wants nothing to do with it. And I can't imagine having those warring parts inside of one person. So take the time you need. I just, I just want you to know that I'm here. Couldn't get rid of you if I tried. <laughs> that is the truth. Not that I want to. Oh, um, good to know. We'll figure it out. But um, I'm exhausted and I'm going to go to bed. You know, I'm going to brave the things I might see and just take zero star. <laughs> I don't know. Look. Wait, hang on, hang on. It Look. sounds like somebody might be heading next door. <laughs> I got this invitation through the window and you know, they're so Look. welcoming in their relationship. I'm going to take them up on it. Gideon kind of raises an eyebrow. All right. Well, you know, if you, if you need to wash your eyes out with soap or anything <laughs> like that, just wake me up and I'll help. Thank you. I'll, uh, probably have to take you up on that given the cat screaming that i'm hearing out there and some is she in pain binding? i don't it, i hope not but uh, i'm not going to go knock you know well if she asks we can have conversations but i'm not starting that no 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 we're here for them but they just they can do their own thing they're all grown we're over here we're, all, we're over here we're, we're over okay here for over here um and he he kind of gives you one last little smile and uh starts getting himself ready for bed yeah i think she walks over and gives him a kiss just on the cheek and uh heads out for just to walk on the beach for a minute i'm one star look they've been there done that been there <laughs> done that got the t-shirt and then threw the t-shirt on the beach <laughs> so breathe goes to stand shirtless <laughs> why do you keep doing this <laughs> I missed it. It's been a long time. <laughs> um, is there anything specific you want to do or just take a walk and then go to bed? Um, it's definitely a, she's thinking really hard about what Fallon said earlier, despite the miscommunication about the whole, like, there are literally two people 
there are two wolves inside of me. No, yeah. really, help. <laughs> help. Help, the wolves help are very the wolves, violent. The wolves and are violent hurt. and maybe killed their mom. We don't know what's going on. Um, if anybody saw her, it would literally look like she was having kind of a an episode because she's literally talking to herself. Like it is Braith and Brenna flipping back and forth and actually having a conversation with each other. It's um, like that scene in Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, I mean, kinda. <laughs> Between the noises coming from Penny Jen's uh, cabin and Braith on the beach it. having a conversation, we're never gonna get invited back to the beach. <laughs> I mean, uh, but yeah, that's that's the twins just want to have it out, and they haven't really done that before. So they're gonna. You could say this is the moment. This is your final vow, perhaps. I swear to God, <laughs> fucking nerds. <laughs> Look, we've been waiting a long time to see what's behind the facade. Okay, so it's good that this is finally happening. Everyone, I'm very. Oh, we gotta get gone. back to town and check on the murder. Stage is gone. So, so the twins take a walk the twins on the beach. Take a walk on the beach. They they talk for a while, but I th- I think that <laughs> they return. God. If Mike is just, laughing, there's a I thing. Just, I just thought about, you know, the whole Jesus carrying me on the sand kind of thing. <laughs> there's only one set of footprints. That's when you were when possessed there were only one by set your of footprints is because we were sharing yeah. the same fucking body. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but I think I think they do like finish their conversation and she does head back to the to the cabin in time to attempt to get some sleep. And she she like squiggles in next to kids and like cuddles awkwardly in this one person bed okay three and a half stars (laughs) (laughs) and you hear like vague like sleepy grumbling and he kind of flips over and you feel like arms kind of go around your waist and then you hear god you are so fucking swollen now i know we completely traded bodies weird also i'm sorry if the metal parts are a little it's like half of what's going on here but all right shh go to bed okay you too So everybody, hopefully, get Ooh. some sleep. Orion and Braith, would you guys like to roll for me? What are we rolling now? D6. It's a D6. It's always been a D6. I got a five. Hey, you're good. I got a three. Hey, you're good. Yay! Yay! The ones that specifically didn't hook up with anyone were the only ones in danger of not sleeping through the night. (laughs) Penny Jane's like, I didn't sleep either, but for completely different reasons. Sexy reasons. I have two levels of exhaustion. (laughs) (laughs) She's, She's like that girl that we all knew in college that like after her first time just wouldn't shut the fuck up about it just so long as she doesn't sit in my lap facing me in the mall food court (laughs) i'm trying to eat my panda express please (laughs) let me feed it to you no i can do this myself thank you (laughs) i will baby bird you oh no Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Mm. Hate it. Hate it. This episode bought, brought to you by Panda Express. Uh, <laughs> Panda Express. Chew it up and spit it in your partner's mouth. <laughs> anyway. I have to go um jump out of jump out my window now. I'm so sorry. All of you get a good night's sleep. Yay us! Jenny goes and knocks on Braith's door. What? Oh god. Not you. You go back to bed. I need her. Oh, God. Did you find the uniform? No. 
I want to buy your old clothes. Was, were there old uniforms in the stuff there? You you actually did have an old uniform with you, but it was what you would have been wearing when the shuttle crashed, so it's ripped to shit. Also, guess who's got mending, motherfuckers? Mm. I don't think mending is going to get the blood out of it. There's a lot of blood That's because there was- That's what soap a... is for. Who's got prestidigitation, motherfuckers? Okay. Spoiler alert, I'm planning on punking it out once I get my hands on it in the first place, so blood's not a, like, disqualifier here. And Ginny's body type is such that your old uniform would fit them. Yeah, would I'd... not fit you anymore, but it would fit them. Oh, nice, I thought I might have to tailor it a little shorter. Like she, like, kind of rolls out of bed and brings, brings like, the sh- shards, the shatters of it to the door. Uh... Yeah, this this wouldn't fit me anymore anyway. Um, it's also just in absolute tatters. It's barely recognizable as cloth anymore. But here, just take here, just take take it here. Go. What is the here? Where go. where do my arms? I which good one luck. is? Good morning. Good morning. Is this pants or a skirt? It's pants. Goodbye. <laughs> she shuts the door. Oh my god. Uh, so you you have the tattered remains of what was once a white and gold uniform that is in complete shreds and also is now mostly red. So Dope. Uh, you've got that. Then you all uh, awaken about the same time as you start hearing folks moving around outside. Uh, you hear sort of, you know, wood being piled up. You know, the the, the fire is being restarted. Um, you start to smell food cooking um, and just hear like the gentle conversation of people starting their day. Well, should we go uh, help out? Get some coffee Ooh. and breakfast. And then I think we probably do we have to go back? I mean, I know the answer is yes, but like, can it not be? I mean, honest, honestly, no, but. Yeah. And Mallory goes, we hand. could super stay here. I think a lot of my problems would have been fixed if I didn't have to leave this place. I mean, you would have been if like Aoife one person like the, the whole time. I would have been like a singular person. Aoife for looks, like, looks at the moms. Uh, uh, the, the moms kind of gently give Mallory uh, a, a firm but, but loving look and she kind of rolls her eyes. Fine, I guess we got to go back and like kill people or whatever. So as you're all sort of uh, gathering together and, and chit-chatting, is there anything you guys specifically want to talk about before someone comes over to further the plot? As whoever is coming along to further the plot, Ginny will ask. <laughs> I I feel like this is a, a losing question, but you, you guys wouldn't happen to have like an elevator back up that way, right? Ant kind of narrows his eyes and sort of shakes his head. No, because like once again, we think that where you guys come from is super haunted and we don't really want to go there. So there's not. You aren't wrong. It's pretty haunted. Technically, I'm a ghost. Are you? I mean, technically, you're a fully realized person who just has a an origin that is uh, perhaps not standard. But you're not technically a ghost. Technically, I'm imaginary. Charlie, Charlie kind of grabs your hand and goes, you're not imaginary, you're real. Technically, you're, I'm imaginary. You're not imaginary. No, because then Oh, Charlie like, loves their imaginary friend. Wraith starts That's swatting not... at Aoife, like, look, they're holding hands, look, they're holding hands. This is, I'm so excited, oh my god, I'm so excited. Yes, 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 yes. Just grabs two Wraith hands and starts, like, kind of like... What's going on over there? Nothing, it's Penny Jane sticks her head in between the two of you and says, did you guys do it last night? <laughs> oh god did we Perfect. we're gonna go yeah, we're going <laughs> i'm gonna go do some things i'm gonna go, go get some, some firewood or something yes, get yeah you're gonna go do some things she does a little dance are you asking if uh, braith and i did it last night i mean no but did you 
Was that on the table? You did it on the table? What? Cool. No. (laughs) She is absolutely bouncing. She's over the moon. Just let her think what she wants to think. I mean, that's probably... My life was really good to begin with, and it's only gotten better! I'm glad this was a successful trip to the beach for seemingly everyone. (laughs) As all of this is happening, uh, Fallon sort of wanders over... Um, with a with a tray full of uh, basically empty coffee mugs and like a pot of coffee, uh, just in case. I didn't know how many of you are going to need um, extra assistance to be awake this morning. Coffee, 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 coffee. She starts handing coffee around to everyone who wants it. So, what is your plan? Are you staying longer or are you returning to your mountain? I don't want it to be my mountain because I, I, I I'd like to leave eventually. Can we call it a stupid mountain? mountain? We do have it to go back a, to the stupid mountain, but it's it not It is hard. a stupid mountain, and I do want it once again known that I told everyone that I could. You should not go there, and, um, and we didn't listen. Unfortunately, yes, yes. people did not listen to me. And, no. and yes, fairness, I wouldn't exist if they hadn't done that, so I can't be like all that mad. Sure, there are many good things that come out of mistakes. She looks very pointedly at at uh, getting. <laughs> Thank you for implying that I am a mistake. So anyway, <laughs> we're going back up our stupid mountain and we're going to go kill the stupid people who are trying to stupid murder me for a third time. Um, that's the plan, but that's about as far as we've gotten, I think. Well, that is uh, better than nothing. Hey, if they come looking for us, funnel them up our way. That really did not go oh, well last uh, time. If they come here, they will destroy this entire village. Well, they'll try. It did not go well for them last time. <laughs> Mage hand throws up a high five for her. She high fives. If it just like throws the goat, like. Eh. <laughs> no, Bob? She, she I picks mean, up she Bob. She throws Bob. She, she throws Bob. But she, she nods. It is important to take down these people, that is true. Um, I do not like what they did to this city when they came here, and I understand why they had to be let into your city to prevent further death and pain um but it is best for all of us i think if you get rid of them so i would like to make an offer to all of you uh if you would like to visit and she points out a kiosk one of the kiosks um uh (laughs) ron john's john ronnery (laughs) (laughs) it's it's uh uh one of the ones that straightens your hair in the mall whether you want them to do it or not um (laughs) But, but she sort of gestures to one of the, the little the little uh, kiosks that are opening for the day, and you see behind them an extremely tall, broad, muscular, sort of orcish man and a teeny tiny pale uh, halfling woman with like a red braid. Uh, and Fallon gestures to them, um, the, uh, go and see the iron screams and they will um, maybe set you up with something that could help you. I want to make sure that you are all prepared if this is what you are going to do. And I do think it is what you are going to do. And I do think it is necessary. But I do not want you going in unprepared. What What can we... I, I, we're very thankful for this, of course, because we were pretty much just going to march back up the mountain and figure it out. Uh, what can we do in return? Save this village. Done. She pats her cheek. I thought so. Go see the Iron Screams. Let's do it. Yeah, I go over to whoever has the exclamation mark above their head. Correct. <laughs> that is where I'm going. They turn to face you with with big smiles as you walk up, and the 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 very tiny woman sort of walks forward and like begins shaking all of your hands. Brief, these are not people that you know. They were not here the last time you were here. She goes, I am so glad that you guys are here. There's been some some talk about you guys 
for sure. And it's really very interesting. Um, I don't know about any of that. I just think it's really neat that people live on that mountain and came down here. Anyway, um, hi, uh, my name is I Wrote It. Hello, I Wrote It. I'm brave. <laughs> <laughs> where, where is... There it is. Okay. Um, my name is Bellary Iron Scream, and this is my husband, Raul, and we're enchanters. So um, anything that you might need, uh, we are happy to set you up with some some stuff that might help. Uh, if you if you want it, and she gestures to, I assume you have it on your person, Brave, your sword. She gestures to it. The, the ambassador. The ambassador. Yes, <laughs> your sword, the ambassador. If you would want us to clean that up. We could do that for you, or if you wanted something new, we could absolutely do that as well. Can I get perception checks from everybody, please? Dice! Come on, dice. 18. 19. Yeah, 20. Oh, shit! That's great, because I got a nine. <laughs> Which means um, I rolled a two. <laughs> really I was going to say, you're one of our more perceptive team members. I'm really good perception. <laughs> you guys just see Aoife staring into the distance with a dumb smile on her face, going, yeah under her breath a bunch <laughs> and if you look over penny jane's been doing the same thing all morning they're just standing next to each other just like yeah <laughs> yeah 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 Eva, you see nothing you know nothing your life is good and you need nothing further jenny and brave you guys see uh just sort of as bellary is is gesturing to the stuff in in the in the kiosk, um, there are things that like you are clearly supposed to be looking at. Like there are swords and there are daggers and there's bows and arrow and like leather armor and like one like kind of fancy set of of uh, uh, like plate mail off to the side. But you kind of see in the back like a small padlocked box. Orion, you see all of that. And you also see hung on the back wall with chains sort of around it appears to be a, a sword of some kind that has been chained into its sheath. And uh, Rawl, the, the, the large sort of orcish man, he almost like catches y'all's attention and kind of moves to smile and stand in front of those items blocking your view. Um, sir? Yes. Pardon me. Um, I noticed that you stood in front of these items here, maybe to block our view of no, them. I'm curious. No, you didn't what, notice that. Curious what they are. You don't seem like a super perceptive dude. I don't think you saw that. Jenny suddenly does Brad Pitt's voice from the 90s and says, What's in the box? <laughs> Just curious why maybe there are these extra precautions around these particular I want items. that. I want the box. Give me the box. I'll take the box, please. Orion, please roll a persuasion check with advantage because Ginny is, I guess, helping you. <laughs> Ginny's there. And Do Ginny's it. There. Do it. Say it. Five, four, three, two. Give me the box. Uh, 17. Rawl kind of looks down at his wife and she shrugs and nods a little bit. And he sighs and he says, these are, um... These are problematic, as we say where we come from. <laughs> is the sword racist? <laughs> no, but the box is. Yeah, weirdly. <laughs> so b before Bellary and I moved here, we were adventurers in our own right, and there was a there was a, a, a point when we had come across a cave that was a a hideout. We assume for. Um, 
some sort of really twisted artificer, or maybe somebody who was just bad at their job and unlucky. Or a little bit of both. Maybe a little bit of both. Can't really comment on the attitude that someone might have. He was dead when we got there. It was just a skeleton. But he, uh, uh, I guess made these items. And I'm not going to say they're not useful, but they, um... They can, they can, uh, they can be a little bit of a problem, especially, and he kind of points, almost like it would be gross if he touched it. Uh, he, he points very daintily for such a large man to the sword strapped to the back wall. I didn't even notice that at first. What? Why is it strapped to the wall? It, it, um, it needs to be strapped into its sheath or things happen. Like what? (laughs) Describe them in great detail, please. Um, it, 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 uh, it, I mean, these were supposed to be to save the world, right? So if you really think that these would be helpful, I can show them to you, I guess, and you I can I don't know, you'd you have to tell them. me about them. So, here, mechanically, here's what's gonna happen. The Iron Screams will show you what's, what's in the box, and this sword. None of these things are going to kill you, or, like, do anything. These are, I, I had D. Connor McVeigh help me make some of these. Uh, these are so, fucking cursed then. These are fucking cursed So they might be cursed, but like in a funny way, maybe. They're also a little cursed. But uh, so basically, mechanically, the way that this is going to work, they will show you what's in the box and they will show you the sword. And you guys will have an idea of some of what it does. But to figure it out, you'll have to attune to them. You can either choose some of these things or you can pick one standard plus one item of your choice brave the way that i'm because i don't i don't want you to have two plus one items basically it's like oh the sword is rusty so like they'll clean your sword up for you and make it usable again or you can get something new i want to look at the sword i want to look at the sword i I, I want in the box yeah you do belry goes and and gets a little step stool and climbs up to like the little partition that the box is on and this box is about as big as she is but you see her lifted over her head with very little difficulty and she kind of hops down and like you just she's so short you just kind of see the box like floating towards you from behind the kiosk and she sets it on top of the little counter uh and rawl walks to the back and like very carefully unlocks a couple of the chains and lifts it off the wall and you see the chains kind of uh they're bolted into the wall so they sort of just swing there but as he brings the sword over you see that there are still chains on this weapon keeping it in its sheath physically so they they open the box what's in the box with paltrow's head you see inside of it a simple leather belt with a gold buckle what looks like a bone that has like a couple of like mushrooms and like moss growing all over it and a little wooden carved totem almost that has a little a little loop out of it almost like it's like a keychain or like a cell phone charm um and it appears to be carved almost like a little like hello kitty ish cartoon goblin so what does it do though because you said you were gonna give me part of what it does uh i'm gonna give you what the iron screams know these things do they pick up the belt rawl says uh so this um basically it, it makes it a lot easier for you to uh hit something um and i will tell you mechanically your attack modifier will be doubled if you wear this belt um and then this um and he he lifts up the bone it, it gives you some pretty, uh, some pretty, some pretty rad spells. Um, so that's, that's cool. Um, you will have access to some pretty rad spells. 
And then he picks up the the little the little goblin totem and he said, and this is uh it, it can do kind of a lot of stuff. So uh sometimes it can um uh makes you makes you better at some some things that you might want to do depending on the time of the day. Um it's kind of it's not like a person person, but it's a little bit of a person, so it it's it can unlock some locks and uh it can um it can keep it, it can like protect some stuff um mechanically uh there are times of the day when you will get bonuses to attack rolls and skill checks it can um it's this this little creature totem thing is proficient with thieves tools and it can cast the alarm spell <laughs> those are the good things that these things can do and then uh they look at the sword and he uh kind of clears his throat and like actually sort of steps back from it and bellary kind of smiles awkwardly this one's technically mine um i don't want it to be mine but it is it's called the Infernal Inferno. Go on. Um, well, I guess it might be easier if I just, um, show you. And she begins to unhook the chains and, like, there's, like, so many chains on this fucking thing. Braith has the face of a child who's just won the giant unicorn stuffed animal at the carnival. <laughs> she looks so <laughs> fucking excited, but is trying so hard to hold it in. She kind of winces a little bit and sort of starts to pull starts to pull the sword out of the sheath and kind of like like cringes like she knows something is coming and after a second or two like as the sword continues to leave the sheath you all hear mortals i knew it you have freed me mm. come we shall do great things together i don't want to join your shitty mlm <laughs> but he could join ours Eva. i don't have a shitty mlm i have a good have mlm, a good MLM. <laughs> don't you want to girl boss hey hon oh god oh, I, haven't, no. I haven't talked to you in forever how are things do you want to be your own boss so so Valerie kind of cringes she's like it's it's loud um as awesome. far as we know apparently there is the spirit of some sort of ancient red dragon that is trapped in this sword it's yeah. a pretty it's a pretty powerful cool thing hits pretty hard does a lot of really neat fire related things um makes it feel real cool and strong um it's a really i mean and she kind of pulls it out and it's she pulls it out the rest of the way and you hear yes release me yeah okay stop making um, that weird and sexual i heard a lot dragon. of that from down the beach last night how you interpret the things that i say is your business that, that wasn't the sword the, the dragons the dragon's a weirdo right <laughs> um but she this the sword looks like it's made completely of obsidian there's this like red ruby like a square ruby set into like the hilt um and the like what are the what are the little tines coming off the pommel and hilt that you call like the things that go off to the side? I don't know what the, I don't know what sword pieces are called, but those are carved to resemble flames, like very very intricately. Uh, and it's the only part of the sword that isn't black. It it sort of like ombres into red and orange um, as she as she removes it, and she smiles and says, "Yeah, it's just if you agree to take this, like it's yours, yours. <laughs> like you have to keep it on your person." all the time well 
We already have plenty of voices going on up here. Might as well add one more. I would normally say I want to arm wrestle you for it, but uh, you you would win. <laughs> we could still try if you wanted, but it does seem like a weapon that's fairly fit for the searing glory. And if we're going to pull that mantle back out, uh, might as well, right? So as you as you say that, you see Bellary's eyes light up and you actually see like tears welling up in her eyes. You want it for real? Well, uh, it seems like it would be a, a a bonus to you. I'm helping someone and, and taking something that could help us. But also your insistence is making me doubt it just a little bit. So you accept uh, the care of the sword? Yes. Thank God. And she shoves it at you. <laughs> well, I've yoloed every other episode. Might as well keep <laughs> the train rolling. Ginny cracks their knuckles and says, meanwhile, I have a bone to pick right there would you would you like to grab the bone jimmy i i want the bone you want the bone okay <laughs> give me the bone yeah. ashley yeah bone uh, me raw raw reaches <laughs> into the box and picks up the bone this is give I me the whole like bone okay that's um you know what i'm just gonna put it here and you can pick it up i don't want to give it to you it feels like you're i accept responsibility for your bone okay i am very married uh but thank you so you get the bone um, yes. Orion and or Aoife, are either of you interested in the little totem or the belt? I want that belt real bad. You want the belt? Oh, for the, yes. For double attack yes. mod? Yes. Oh, Aoife needs that fucking belt. Yes. Do you know what attack mod you're giving me with Holy that? Holy fucking shit. Do you know what else the belt does? Nope. Don't care. It does make sense, I think, for Aoife to take that more than, because I don't use my hammer. And I also already... The totem doesn't make sense for me because I already have proficiency in these tools. I mean, I'm that not. Like, I don't think anybody's like super excited about the totem. If we're gonna be really honest, that's fair. I mean, oh, uh, Orion, if you if you think you could do something with the goblin totem, you're absolutely able to take it. But you are also welcome to any standard plus one anything that would benefit you. Hey Ashley. Hey Ashley. Hey Mike. Hey Ashley. What's the likelihood hey, that like Orion's just like gets bored and starts rummaging through a barrel, and you'll let me? roll on the Pinterest board. I like where your head's at. I, I will I will allow it. Yay! Because it's yeah! been so long since we've rolled on the Pinterest board anyway. Yeah! Husband. Oh, fuck, that's brilliant. I don't want you to feel like you're the only person who doesn't get a cool wild thing. Because a lot of these are haunted, too. I just didn't make them up. I mean, let's be real. I have a mimic cloak on me. Fair, <laughs> fair. I, I will not. I am not twice. here for pocket slander, okay? Do not There's slander There's no slander pockets. in it. I'm just saying Orion's not above it whatsoever. Can someone make okay. a drawing for us of pockets? I want to put that on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, all can we can we get some fan art of pockets? Yeah, come on, listeners, all ten of you, yeah. get on it. Michael, hey, Michael Moore, the only other person who listens to this podcast, will you draw us the mimic cloak because you love it so fucking much? Um, <laughs> Thanks. Look, look, Michael Moore loves pockets, the mimic, and I love uh, the corn pigs from J.K. We're rolling. They're they're little pigs, and they have they're made of corn. They're very cute. Mike, uh, pick a number one through eighty four. Twenty nine. That's what the dice say. Okay. Oh no, <laughs> I'm so excited. So uh, Orion, you spend some time sort of looking around. You're not really interested in this totem. Everyone else is looking at like their weird, cool thing. And uh, you're not super into anything else that they have sort of on this beach. Nothing of it, n none of it is really your aesthetic because this is all like D&D ass stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it, it just doesn't have like the sleek steampunk modern aesthetic that you would probably prefer. Do you have anything more bespoke? <laughs> Uh, I mean, bespoke implies that it will be made for you, and I just met you, so no, I don't. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Your attention kind of uh, wavers a little bit, and uh, 
you notice sort of like a they, they do they do have like a little like boxes just sort of around for any like compost or, or, or uh, you know, trash is reused somehow. And so most stuff, it, it, it is all reused in some way, which is probably why it catches your eye that sticking out of this trash can appears to be a book of some kind. Oh, that's perfect for you. I do love books. Like, why would a book be in the trash can? These people are smart is why. Would you like to go and grab that book? Sure. You you see uh you see it's sort of like a green leather bound almost like a journal um it's got some like decorative gold filigree and you open it and it appears to be blank and as you flip through all of the pages you get to the very last page and on that page it tells you how you die <laughs> it tells you how you die but on the on the very last page it says in in sort of like very neat like almost like an architect's like block handwriting it says. Rawl Iron Scream is terrified of spiders. This is the Secret Book of Secrets. Oh! oh <laughs> this book is about the size of the palm of your hand, and every page is blank except for the last one. After you meet a new person, this one page oh, will no. change randomly say either a secret about them or a secret they keep, up to the DM's discretion. The page changes every time you meet somebody new. Thank Holy God shit. he already knows me. Uh-huh. This uh-huh. is... Uh-huh. One of those things that could be completely ridiculous or actually helpful. Yep, game breaking. Fuck, that's good. Anyway, the Secret Book of Secrets comes from at Daily Dungeoneer, and I know we've used a bunch of their stuff in the mm-hmm. past. It's thank a lot of fun, Dungeoneer. so thank you. Thank you, Daily Dungeoneer. That's a good item. Now we're going to get on to the stupid fucking items that Connor and I made up. Um, so uh, we'll start with the with the belt. Aoife, you put the belt on? Mm-hmm. You feel power swell through you. You feel like you could absolutely smash anything you go to turn around and show everyone your cool new belt and cannot you cannot move oh. your feet at all Eva, turn around and this show is us. the cinch this is the cinch urian Fuck off. when it's gold buckle is activated this simple leather belt doubles your attack modifier but your movement is reduced to zero you can still be moved by magical or mechanical means. Cool. Tensor's floating disc, baby. <laughs> Ginny casts uh, Mingle with the Wind, levitates her slowly, and then just turns her. <laughs> <laughs> you are able to do this. Excellent. So this, this is something that you can activate or deactivate as you see fit. But if it is activated, you are frozen in place, mm-hmm, but... Mm-hmm. Like, if Braith were to try and pick you up, she would not find you any heavier than you would be before, so... Just put me on, just put me on Bob the Goat. It'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, he's perpetually summoned at this point, basically. He's going to do what he wants to do, though. He's not going to take you where you want to go. Bob digs a hole and eats a spectral cud. He's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's wearing an ABBA onesie that's very glittery. <laughs> with bell-bottom, uh, bell-bottoms, tiered bell-bottoms. Bob ignores you. Choose his cud. Ginny, you you look at your your bone. You you feel arcane energy uh, soar through you. When this moss-covered human femur is in your possession, you learn and can cast the Wither and Bloom and Vampiric Touch spells at third level, 1d4 times per day, rolled at the start of each day. Each time one of these spells is cast, the bone attempts to strike the wielder, dealing 2d6 plus 4 necrotic damage on a successful attack, and half as much on a failure. This, Ginny, is the fighty fighty moss bone. I picked the right one! <laughs> Connor, I know, 
I know you don't listen to this podcast, but fuck you. <laughs> I love that you know that that one was Connor. Of 100%. course, it fucking was. <laughs> listen to it. If asked if I can cast either of those spells, I I now have to say I've never had to knock on wood. <laughs> But if if you had to, you feel like you could. That's the impression that you get anyway. I'm not a coward. I've just never been tested. I like <laughs> to think if I was, I would pass. Can we get sued for this or no? No. Good. Um, that is what you have. Brave. <laughs> Paige's, Paige's face. You, you is have a sword that's a dragon. Is filled with just glee. Hurt me. Hurt me, daddy. If you are not already proficient with long swords, attuning to this weapon gives you proficiency. It is a long sword. When attuned, you have resistance to fire damage. You have a plus two bonus to attack and damage rolls made with this magic weapon. On a hit, the weapon deals an extra 2d6 fire damage. Whenever you crit, each creature of your choice within five feet of the target takes five fire damage. As an action, you can unleash a 30-foot cone of flames from the weapon. Each creature in that area must make a DC 16 dexterity saving throw, taking 8d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one, once this action is used, it cannot be used again until the next dawn. That's the good stuff. Uh-oh. <laughs> as, as you are looking at this weapon, you realize that it hasn't shut up this whole time. <laughs> what if we went windboarding? Have you ever done that? It's rad as hell. Together we shall do the raddest of shit. Never sheathe him ever. I will fail every stealth check from here till eternity as long as I can hang out with your dope-ass sword. The sword is loud, irritating, and has a terrible potty mouth. It will continually demand that the wielder do rad, aka dangerous things, insult strangers, and make guitar riff mouth sounds. As a result, you suffer the following effects, and I am so sorry, you may never sleep again. Oh no. You are unable to hide, use sneak attack, surprise enemies, or gain the benefits of any spell or feature that would give enemies disadvantage on attacks against you. Ever. Blanket. You have disadvantage on stealth checks. You will need to make a DC 16 constitution saving throw in order to sleep. <laughs> on a failure, you suffer a level of exhaustion and it. do not regain hit points or spell slots. You may bypass these effects by firmly strapping the sword into its sheath. You must use your full turn to unsheath the sword in combat. Enemies will have advantage on attacks against you until the beginning of your following turn as you focus your full attention on the straps and the buckles or the chains or whatever you're using. <laughs> you must remain within 15 feet of the sword at all times. Moving away from the sword will cause it to set things on fire, just like any stupid, unattended child. Guys, guys, we just leave it in the middle of Libraella and get out of there. All creatures within a 30-foot radius of the sword must make a DC 16 dexterity saving throw, taking 8d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much on a success. All flammable items within the radius that are not being worn or carried will catch fire. Okay, we actually can't do that. I will miss the sword too much. We'll go back for it once it's done burning everything down. So uh, those are all of the things that you do know. Look, here's the thing. You said that that was the bad stuff and only half of that was bad. But Yeah, most of it was dope as hell. That's, that's the bad stuff that the Iron Screams know that they have shared with you. There may be other cool and fun features that uh, you might discover if um some some stuff happens all right but if this bone gives me eldritch blast eventually i'm gonna freak <laughs> i will say um 
all of the rest of you at any point if you would like to unattune from any of these items be like i don't want to suffer these effects anymore um you can just decide not to use them anymore you will not get the benefits you will not get the effects Braith, there are special things you will need to do if you ever want to get rid of this sword yeah give it to luke <laughs> you you i mean you could do that i have a backup plan that's all i'm saying and then and then whatever happens there is on your conscience not my problem like <laughs> Cool. So you you have all uh you have all chosen chosen your items. Rawl goes into the back of the kiosk and like takes a screwdriver and starts like unbolting the chains from the wall and he looks relieved and he kind of yells over his shoulder, "You have no idea how long we've kind of wanted to get rid of that, but like you know, no nobody really wanted it. So, you know, thank you for taking that on. We appreciate it." Bellry kind of laughs. She's like, "I haven't slept well in a very long time." <laughs> well, I already don't sleep well, so I don't see much of a Bunch of a problem here. Uh, dragon. There's no time to sleep. There's too much rad shit to do. You know what the raddest thing of all would be? What? Absolutely destroying an evil civilization with fire and rage. You in? Well, I mean, how cool is, I mean, do they do do cool shit or what? Uh, the gods that are against them do way cooler shit, obviously. Do they? Yes. The gods that are against them kind of suck. I'm not helping my case here. Shut up. What's your name? What's your name? Do you have a name? My name is Cavrinaxdas. Cavrinaxdas. I don't think he has Cav a real Cavrin name. Cavrinaxdas. Do, do you want to take a second run at that sword, boy? Everybody give me an insight check. <laughs> if we roll above a one, we know he's lying. I'm attuned to it. Do I get advantage? You do not. Yeah. I mean... It's so a 24. Mm-hmm. I'm too busy walking around to people and looking at Orion's just like, hello, nice to meet you, I'm Orion. Oh, saucy. That's disgusting. <laughs> you already know me. <laughs> um, anyone who got above a 10 knows this sword is fucking lying. That's not its name. Oh, Cavernaxdus. That sounds Caver like a... Cavernax. That, that name that sounds like is, a real name. I'm not is. calling you that. That well, name is rad. It's my hell. preferred name. It's not very rad. I, think I mean, it's super I think rad. someone's real name is probably the raddest. And that's my real name, and it's super fucking rad. I definitely believe what are you. you. I'm here to learn the ways of rad. I'm going to say his real name because his real name is fucking <laughs> Tad. We're here to teach you how to be even more rad. Yeah, you're going to learn There's from us. There's nothing you can teach me. You could just flex as a bicep. That's real. I like. That's cool. That's a good look for you. You look. Too, you do look rad. I'm not gonna lie. However, there is nothing you students can teach me. The master of rad. We'll see I've been about around that. For like forever. We're gonna teach you the radness of friendship. That sounds terrible. <laughs> My game plan here is because Wraith is so utterly not cool. The dragon's gonna want to get rid of her. <laughs> Why you did I get that? stuck with this libraries? Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Learning wait. is extremely rad. Wait. We could really just wang her over the head real quick. I think he's gonna like Brenny a lot better. Oh no. Oh no, I didn't think this through. Oh this no. Is a bad oh, no. choice. They switch and Brenna just drops the sword. <laughs> or she's like, you know what's rad? Not this. Literally yeah, <laughs> anything but um So you so you all have your your cool your cool and vaguely cursed items and Fallon kind of Izzy wall and said, "Okay, well, you know, I I kind of had hoped you would pick something a little more um helpful than this, but okay, you know, I this was my mistake." Uh, what are you talking about? Now I've got a bone that whacks me on the head. 
That's you understand that that is not a good thing, right? Unk! I had to stand up near the bad guys, anyways. This does not greatly affect. I mean, that's the thing. She and I usually plant ourselves right on the front lines. So yeah, like this. Change. This is not of great effect for me. Hey, no, Ashley, I, I got something from from orc husband. Can I get something from the wife too? Let me think up secrets about these people that weren't uh, meant to do anything except give you items. Um, <laughs> Bellary, what you see, Orion is. Valerie Iron Scream puts fake uh, spiders in her husband's chair because she thinks it's funny. <laughs> is this what a relationship is? Yes! Absolutely. I mean, 100%. Okay. What a weird question to ask apropos of nothing. Okay. Um, and she, she comes over to you, Braith, and she like hugs you around the legs. And like you see like tears running down her cheeks a little bit. Thank you so much. I feel kind of bad because you kind of said I'll take it before you really understood like the full ramifications yeah, you, of what you that sort meant. You knew a lot but... more about this sword before yeah. you. I, you know. In my defense, I was going to tell you, but you said, yes, I take it. Where are you? And, and that. Where are you? Yeah. Where are you? I've had this sword for like 12 years. So <laughs> I think somebody needs to go take an uninterrupted nap, and it's me. <laughs> Bye. She leaves. So should we go back up to the. To the, to the stupid city. I think it's time to go back to the stupid city. What do you think, Kevin? That's a pretty rad name, right? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Are you referring to me? <laughs> yes. With that lame name? Yeah, what's your a, a, a a not Kevin. The, that's a bad, not, that's, I don't, I look, I'm not saying, like, it's got to be a cool nickname. Maybe, maybe give one. what about Cal? That's not a good nickname either. And also, it's just what like another name. What about Blaze? Like, Brett. Blaze. <laughs> Blaze would be rad. But like you're just giving me other like these aren't nicknames they're just different yeah. names. What about Leet Hacksaw? I mean, you know what I, I kind like, of like that actually. Like Leet Hacksaw. Let's call him, can we call these you Leet? It's L three three T. I'll let you decide. Leet or four X capital X zero R. What about Leet Blazor? What if there was like a capital X and then a lowercase X and then an underscore? No. Hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. And then what if I had a sixty nine at the end? Oh no! We've this is the origin story. This is <laughs> it's rad. Fun sixty nine. Fun sixty nine. He was here the whole time. Okay, Kevin. I'm not Come gonna, on, Hexor. Do you guys hear a Kevin anywhere? Because I don't sound. I don't hear anybody. You're Kevin when you're in trouble, and when you're being cool and rad enough, then you're going to be Leet Blaze Hexor. I'm already the Leet Blaze Hexor. Uh, it's me. No, that's I don't my, think so. And my... she like shoves it in and pulls <laughs> over the top. Do you chain it back in? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, <laughs> like, I'm so fucking loopy. <laughs> that's going to be exhausting. Dude, so fucking awesome. As you guys are having this conversation, y your bespoke NPCs are scattered about paying attention, you know, doing whatever it is that they're doing. But you both see, almost within a couple of seconds of each other, you see Gideon and Mary Constance both kind of dissociate and stare off into the middle distance for a couple of seconds. After a few seconds, Gideon blinks and kind of rubs his head and kind of sighs. You you hear him say out loud, I'm fine. Tell them not to worry. I'm with friends. It'll be okay. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Tell her to calm down. I don't know. That that seems like too many um, characters. Um, I think Minnie I, might be freaking out a little bit. She's always freaking out Mary about has... something if she's not elbow deep in someone. And Mary Constance... <laughs> blinks and turns to look and says okay cool guess all of the constables are doing their daily sendings at the same time we got to go home now what happened three bodies anyone important anyone that maybe is like my maybe related yeah we have to go now
horny goblin girl. Horny goblin girl. <laughs> I don't know why that was the two to the two to Fraggle Rock, but it was. Um, it's on your cares away. Stay on the beach another day. Like your cares away. Horny goblin girl. <laughs>